The following podcast is a special program of peoplebranch.org dedicated exclusively in memory of Gabby Petito and to discuss the circumstances surrounding her murder by his fiance Brian Laundrie and to also answer the question that is yet to be asked why did Brian Laundrie kill Gabby and ran to his parents. For detail on our broadcast, please visit sluza.com. That's S-L-O-O-Z-A-R.com. That's sluza.com. Please take a minute now to subscribe to our podcast and follow us on Twitter and Facebook. We also welcome your comments, your suggestions, and yes, your criticism. The podcast begins next. Today is Thursday, November 4th, 2021. My name is Mike Dushan. We are going to continue to talk about a very aspect, a very important aspect of the topic why Brian Laundrie killed Gabby Petito and why we believe the reasons are make no sense at all. For those of you who have joined us the first time, we uh, usually have these podcasts uh, being uh, uh, pretty much an audio version of, of our broadcast, Sluza. That's on sluza.com. And uh, we usually have that uh, broadcast on uh, most major social media. Unfortunately, for the past few weeks, month even, not been able to do that because we have some problem, mainly sight, vision. It's expected to be a temporary one, but in the meantime, we continue the process of doing the podcast and of course, publishing articles on uh, the peoplebranch.org that is actually the men, the parent company of Sousa. Uh Well, for those of you who have watched our broadcast program or who have read our publication, uh, one thing that pretty much you pretty much would have been very familiar with is the fact when uh, we make a prediction or when we make a statement, we usually stand by that statement no matter how many people disagree with us. For instance, uh, most uh, of 
listeners or readers familiar with what we did, especially in regards to the 2020 presidential election, two and a, two and a half years prior to the election, we wrote a series of articles in which we say categorically that Donald J. Trump will not be reelected. Now, I know today it may, it's not old news, but at the time, we were ridiculed. Even Democrats thought we must have been nuts to think so. Because for those of you of that, who have uh, paid attention, you recall that the economy was going extremely well. People were very happy. The unemployment rate were, was extremely low. And on top of that, there was no COVID yet. So for someone to just make that statement, it sounds like ludicrous. It sounds like words from some crazy lunatics who didn't like Trump. But as it is with us here at Sousa, we do not make statements for the sake of making the statement. And uh, we do not just follow the trend, so to speak. When we make statement, we back it up by examples and sometimes by references, by analysis. And we take all aspects of emotions or political affiliation out of the equation. That's why we didn't say it once, twice, or three times. We repeated that and we wrote a number of articles to back that up. In fact, I strongly invite you to visit peoplebranch.org and uh, you can search for the reason Donald Trump will not be elected and you will find that there are half a dozen of articles written over time that uh, put that emphasis again and again to why we believe that would not happen even before we had COVID even before Donald Trump became unhinged. We said all that, not because we're going to talk about Donald Trump, but rather because we make a statement, and that statement, some people may condemn it, because when we say, why Brian Laundrie killed Gabby Petito? Because at, uh, as of this moment, uh, there has not been any law enforcement that came uh, out to say that they pinned the murder of Gabby on Brian. Now, we understand the legal ramification for them not to say that, but anyone with even an average intelligence cannot possibly not know that indeed Gabby was murdered by her fiance, Brian. Now, for those who would like to argue the case, I pause that this question. Who do you think would do that? Who would have a reason to do that? But we're not gonna rehash that because in uh, part one, which I strongly encourage you to listen to if you want to get, get a complete picture of this conversation we're about to have today, you will find that we outline all the detail as to why we have no doubt in our mind that Ryan Laundrie murdered 
Gabi Petito. Uh, again, as I mentioned, we're not going to rehash that here because we did a lot of that in part one. So this part, part two, is where we are going to take a look at some of the reasons behind uh, the rationale that Brian Laundrie might have had to kill Gabby. Because as you might recall, uh, the, the time, the time lapse between, uh, between uh, the return of Brian Laundry uh, at his parents' house and the time in, uh, when they found Gabby's body, a good amount of time has, had already passed. Uh, according to the autopsy, uh, or according to the coroner's office, it looks at least a good three plus weeks must have already uh, passed before the body was recovered. So let's take a quick um, break at, uh, before we continue. My name is Mike Duchan and this is Souza. And we are talking about the reason Brian Laundrie killed, murdered Gabby Petito. After reading several books based on presidents and on Obama specifically, I found that they're typically partisan. The Obama legacy targets the heart of the issue by giving credit to the president where it's due, but definitely coming down hard on Obama on his bigger failures, like his handling of the Syrian crisis. If you are in college, going to college, you are an educator, a faculty member, or someone with interest in government or politics, The Obama Legacy is definitely a book to read. My professor recommended The Obama Legacy. A friend actually recommended The Obama Legacy. I would highly recommend this book for anyone, whether for academic use or leisure reading. I would recommend this book to anyone out there searching for an impartial and unbiased look into Barack Obama's tenure as president. I would definitely recommend this book as a good read for both liberals and conservatives. If you just join us, my name is Mike Duchesne, and this is Sulza, the place for common sense. We made a blanket statement that Gab, uh, Brian Laundrie killed Gabby Petito, his fiance. A statement so far that law enforcement has stayed away from making, again, as I mentioned earlier, because of legal ramification. Now, while uh, this investigation continues, because uh, interestingly enough, not only uh, Gabby's parents, but uh, a lot of other people are interested in finding out, or at least in putting an end, in having a closure, so to speak, to that murder, because the murder apparently is senseless, and even more so, the fact that it was committed by a very young individual, Brian, who was believed to be 23, and Gabby at the time were 22 years old. And the two were engaged, according to report, 
well, they were supposed to be married and they were going to be married, but because of the outbreak of the pandemic, they postponed the wedding. In other words, had it not been for the pandemic outbreak, Gabby and Brian would have been married, husband and wife. And yet, at some point, Brian killed Gabby. Now, as of this talking, we already know a, a week or so, uh, we found out that Brian himself is dead. His remains, or at least part of his remains, have been found in the Carlton Reserve, uh, specifically pointed to authority by Brian's parents. Now, there are a lot of mysteries surrounding the death of Brian Laundrie. Now, it is without any doubt that the parents have covered for Brian for him to escape authority. And why did he make a run for it? Now flee to another country? Of course, that's an answer we probably will never have. But the bottom line is uh, we are still waiting for some sort of understanding, for some sort of answers. Now, when Brian's parents led authority to where Brian would be, and sure enough, not only did they find his belonging, but they managed to find uh, his uh, skeleton and part of his remains. Now, now the focus has been uh, uh, switched to the belonging. Most importantly, a laptop that they found among those belongings. And a lot of questions remain. Uh, and some even uh, suggest that there may be some answers in that laptop, uh, considering that that device was found underwater, it will take a little bit of time for authority, uh, at least digital forensic, to be able to uh, retrieve the data, whatever that is, that was on the laptop. In the meantime, we, the public, we are pretty much in suspense. It's almost like watching a movie, although obviously a very sad movie, because it is beyond comprehension as to how upset someone could possibly be to strangle. It's not someone that was killed on the spot with a bullet, but rather strangle. The person that was supposed to marry Gabby had the courage to be looking at her and sniffing the life out of her. Strangle the fiance. Now we know, uh, based on uh, reporting, based on video released prior, that though the couple was arguing, and that's not anything new when it comes to people in relationship. That happens all the time. Now, those who are close to Brian always talk about his high temper. And having been with Gabby for a couple of years, I believe, if not longer, it is understandable that that may actually be the case. In fact, the last video we saw of Gabby 
crying in Utah, uh, Wyoming, rather, it's her complaining that she didn't have the support of her fiance, and she felt pretty alone doing the cross-country trip. And that is following that video that we saw. Later on, we will learn of the fatal outcome of Gabi Petito. Again, the question we keep asking, why did Brian Laundry kill Gabi Petito? We're not doing forensic. We're not trying to piece together how uh, this whole thing happened. That's the domain of uh, authority, of forensic, of uh, coroners to find out exactly the detail of that. What we will bring you here in this program, which is part two, is to try to bring you close enough to the reason that Brian Laundrie killed Gabby Petito. It's not out of rage. Of course, he was angry. Of course, I'm sure he could have been disappointed. The latest piece of information that we had, according to authority in Florida, both Brian and Gabby did make a change of address to move to New York. That adds even more to the mystery of the fatal outcome of that relationship. Nobody knows why. Nobody knows even Gabby's parents knew about the move. But that's the latest piece of information that came to add some more mystery to the murder of Gabby Petito. In the meantime, a fisherman near the Carlton Reserve dig fish and got a bag within, within which they found a gun, a 45. Now, of course, the fisherman alerted authority who automatically took possession of the gun. And the internet already, a lot of speculation about what does that mean? Did Brian Laundrie commit suicide? If so, is the gun the smoking gun, so to speak? It is unlikely because number one of where the gun is found, that uh, Brian could have killed himself and then threw that gun there. Highly unlikely. Of course, authority in the in North Pole of, uh, of, of that section where Brian Laundry remains were found, have been talking about the possibility that Brian may have committed suicide. Now, we have no way of knowing that, whether that happened or not. The gun in question could not possibly have been the weapon used by Brian to commit suicide. Is it possible that he did? It is. But we have a different theory. And that will blow your mind. And that also is most likely the reason that Brian Laundrie killed Gabby Petito. In fact, before we know about the information about the couple making plan to move to New York, we were already very suspicious of some rationale 
behind the murder of Gabi Petito. My name is Mike Duchenne. This is Luza. We'll be right back. After reading several books based on presidents and on Obama specifically, I found that they're typically partisan. The Obama legacy targets the heart of the issue by giving credit to the president where it's due, but definitely coming down hard on Obama on his bigger failures, like his handling of the Syrian crisis. If you are in college, going to college, you are an educator, a faculty member, or someone with interest in government or politics, the Obama Legacy is definitely a book to read. My professor recommended The Obama Legacy. A friend actually recommended The Obama Legacy. I would highly recommend this book for anyone, whether for academic use or leisure reading. I would recommend this book to anyone out there searching for an impartial and unbiased look into Barack Obama's tenure as president. I would definitely recommend this book as a good read for both liberals and conservatives. Once again, welcome to Slusa, the place for common sense. My name is Mike Duchesne. Today is November, uh, Thursday, November 4th, 2021. We are talking about the reason Brian Laundrie killed Gabi Petito. Before the news that the couple was planning a move back to New York, we were already very suspicious that there was more to the murder of Gabby than just an enraged lover. Because a lot of speculation, a lot of uh, uh, assumption seemed to point to the fact that Brian Laundry, being someone who's, who has high temper, may have snapped. Now, we can understand anger. We can even understand why someone would be very disappointed. But what doesn't chive is for a fiance to be looking at his fiance, his bride to be, his future spouse in the eyes while sniffing the life out of her. What would be the reason? What could possibly have been the reason? We thought about a lot of possibility that Gabi may have tried to break the relationship. We even thought about the fact that she may have said things that really upset Brian Laundry. But we don't believe that it was a rage of a lover that propelled Brian Laundrie to kill Gabby Petito. We believe the reasons actually have nothing to do with the couple. Which bring me to the conversation about the gun that was found not too far away from the place where Brian Laundrie remains were found. What I'm about to tell you may sound like a conspiracy. 
Well, then again, it is always a conspiracy until facts, information pour in and try to dispel the conspiracy aspect of it and shed light into the matter. Contrary to what uh, law enforcement believed uh, in regards to Brian Laundry death, remember I mentioned earlier that they thought that Brian Laundry may have committed suicide. We think differently. We believe that Brian Laundry most likely was mercy killed by his parents. I know it sounds far-fetched. It sounds impossible, considering that his parents were trying to help him evade authority, were trying to help him escape. How can that possibly be? Why would Brian's parents kill him? From a logical perspective, it is less painful for Brian dead than alive. If you look at all the detail surrounding the death of Gabby, Brian's parents are very much involved in the cover-up, in Brian evading the police. So the minute that started, it would not just be Brian now facing jail, it would be Brian and his parents. Now as to whom decision it would be for Brian's death to be better than him being alive and being dragged in front of the public and having to answer to the question, why did you kill Kathy? And also considering that he may have had to spend the rest of his life in jail, his death is less painful than him being alive. Would he have suggested that his parents kill him? Would the parents have taken upon themselves to do that and put an end to the whole thing? Is it even possible? Could it be even possible that the parents would have been the one that pretty much drag him to the area to be eaten by crocodile? The answer lies obviously in the forensic of the gun. And we'll know fairly certainly uh, soon as to Gabby's parents have their hands on the murder of their son. And if indeed the gun revealed that's the case, then what we just mentioned to you would be all the more plausible. But what if the gun has nothing to do with it? That still remains that the reason that Brian Laundry remains were found where it was found is because the parents know that Brian Laundry would be there dead. How could I possibly know that? The area itself is pretty, pretty self-explanatory for anyone. Like a number of experts have already weighed in on that very aspect. Where Brian Laundrie was found, where the parents uh, led law enforcement to go, there is no way in the world anyone could have been there 
even alive and survived for more than a couple of days. That person would have been eaten, killed by animal. And yet, that's exactly where Brian Laundrie remains were found. So how did the remains find themselves there? Obviously, either Brian Laundrie weren't there to be eaten by crocodile, or someone made that happen. Either, either his body was dropped there, or Brian Laundrie was killed near that area and his body left to be eaten by crocodile. Or even if he were to commit suicide, whatever the case is, the fact that his body were found at a place that they know if he were to spend a more than a few hours there, there is a possibility that crocodile or any other wild animal, and according to local, there are even wild pigs that eat flesh. So there, there was no possibility whatsoever for Brian to have been there and come out alive. And yet, according to reporting, it took his parents just 90 minutes to go to exactly the spot where Brian Laundrie would be. As we mentioned before, we stand by what we say. Because here, common sense is what we use as our compass. So we believe that the most likely possibility for Brian's death in that particular area is either he committed suicide or he was killed by his parents. Regardless of the manner of death, there is a very high probability that suicide or otherwise his parents were somewhat involved in the decision making. But the bigger question remains, is it all there is to it? If indeed his parents were to be involved in his murder, is it possible that the parents have reason other than being humiliated? Because from a parent perspective, can we have the courage to kill our own children because of humiliation? Because it's a matter that's going to be dragged into the public sphere and we don't have the courage to see it through? Considering that the day that Brian Laundrie returned to Florida, instead of calling Gabby's parents, the first thing his parents, uh, Brian uh, Laundrie's parents did is call the lawyer. So they were already aware of problems. Call the lawyers. And that's what they did. Brian never gave any kind of uh, help to law enforcement to find Gabby. And as I mentioned in part one, 
Brian made the biggest mistake of his life by coming back with the van. Because it could have been very easy for him to claim that he searched for Gabby, couldn't find her, and then came back to Florida, taking a plane. But he drove the van. And that leaves no room for anyone to pretend that Brian Laundrie did not kill Gabby Petito. We know, we are certain that Brian murdered Gabby. But what we're trying to expose here is the reason Brian killed Gabby. My name is Mike Duchenne. This is Slusa. We'll be right back. After reading several books based on presidents and on Obama specifically, I found that they're typically partisan. The Obama legacy targets the heart of the issue by giving credit to the president where it's due, but definitely coming down hard on Obama on his bigger failures, like his handling of the Syrian crisis. If you are in college, going to college, you are an educator, a faculty member, or someone with interest in government or politics, the Obama Legacy is definitely a book to read. My professor recommended the Obama Legacy. A friend actually recommended the Obama Legacy. I would highly recommend this book for anyone, whether for academic use or leisure reading. I would recommend this book to anyone out there searching for an impartial and unbiased look into Barack Obama's tenure as president. I would definitely recommend this book as a good read for both liberals and conservatives. We are talking about the murder of Gabby Petito by Brian Laundrie. But more specifically, we are debating the reason Brian killed Gabby. Once again, if you have not listened to part one, we strongly encourage you to do so because you'll get a complete picture of the discussion we have having. We are not going back to the detail that we lay out in part one so that we can get to the conclusion of the reason Brian Laundrie murdered Gabby Petito. Now we just mentioned, which is kind of shocking, that there is a possibility that Brian Laundry parents may have killed him. Now, as unlikely as that sounds, we believe that there is a it is a possibility. Once again, the gun that was found in nearby by a fisherman would have shed some light into this matter. And regardless of whether the gun is connected to Brian's death or not, we believe that Brian's parents know well, quite well, that Brian Laundrie was dead and they led law enforcement directly to the area of his murder, of his death. How did they know? How could they know if they didn't have anything to do with it. 
Now you could say they did. No, they know you went there, and uh, of course he was killed. Well, they could have gone someplace else because there are other areas that Brian had gone to before, with uh, Gabby, and uh, of course uh, in other at other point in time. But Brian's parents went directly to the area where Brian's remains were found. And according to locals, which coincidentally, Brian's parents happened to be one of those, there are wild pigs, there are snake python, there are venomous snake, there are uh, a crocodile, any one of those factors made the area impossible for an area for someone to just camp there and stay alive. And yet, that's where Brian's remains were found. Was he surprised by a crocodile? Or did he go there voluntarily to be eaten by a crocodile? Did he have his clothes on? Was he eaten with his clothes on? Or was he already dead when his body was dropped there? Now, as you can see, the story of Brian's death is not as simple as Gabby's because we know with 100% certainty that Brian Laundry murdered Gabby Petito. But what we are trying to bring forth is the reason behind that. You remember uh, history, the assassination of JFK. The person that assassinated JFK was killed by somebody else who was also killed by somebody else. Making, finding the very reason behind JFK assassination almost impossible. We can spend time speculating, we can point fingers, but we don't have the definitive answer that the, 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 the individual that pulled the trigger and killed JFK, he's the reason he did it. Or who ordered him to do it? As such, we find ourselves in a predicament similar to the murder of Gabby Petito. Brian Laundrie had the courage to look Gabby in the eye, someone he was supposed to marry, and strangle her to death. As illogical as that might sound, that was inevitable. Inevitable not because Brian Laundrie has been known to have a high temper or hot temper. It is believed that Gabby saw something she shouldn't have. It is believed that she may have come across knowledge that she shouldn't have had. In fact, when we learn that 
the couple was moving out of Florida, it wasn't a surprise at all. Because they both realized that they have to leave the state. They didn't say, neither Gabby told her mom or her parents, nor did Brian told his parents. How mysterious is that? And why would that be? Why would a couple that was that should have been married had it not been for the pandemic? Neither one of them told the parent that they were leaving the state. They both were leaving it. Brian was leaving here close to his parents. Plenty of time to tell his parents he's moving out. He did not. Gabby never told her parents that she's moving back to New York. And according to stories that we know, that Gabby was very close to her parents. And yet her parents had no idea that she was moving back to New York. Why the secrecy? And that's what brings us to understand that Gabby's murder became inevitable. But what even said is Brian Laundry had to be the person to do it. He was close to her, and he was the only person who could pull that off. What possibly, what could have possibly been in the knowledge of Gabby to warrant her death. As I mentioned, we already discovered the hot temper of Brian. Because there is no way that Brian could have been so enraged that the only way out of the situation is to kill his fiance. And yet he did. And after Brian did, what even more interesting in the public eye, it didn't sound he was regretful. In fact, it's almost as if nothing happened. He didn't provide any comment. Brian Laundry was 23 years old. He automatically was whisking side by his parents who call a lawyer. So Brian Laundry committed a murder and he came across not remorseful, not regretful, and even very calculated because Brian Laundry took his time to give Gabby's body enough time to be decomposed beyond recognition. As I mentioned in part one, that is not the work of some nervous or someone who happened to have committed a murder by accident. That is the work of a professional. Brian Laundrie had to be a professional killer. He knows exactly what to do. He know all the detail of killing and hiding the murder. And up to today, 
we are talking about someone who died, but the authority still are being careful to pin the murder on him. It was well planned. That's not the work of some nervous, of some amateur. As I mentioned earlier, the death of Gabi Petito was inevitable. They tried to run. They tried to leave the state. But it looks like midway, Brian Laundry must have made the calculation. He had to kill Gabby. And the reason? Brian's parents must stop him. We'll continue to dig in for this story because we know that the murder of Gabby is not as simple as it looks. It is much more complicated. And Brian's parents have the answers to why Brian Laundry had to kill Gabby Pichito. We hope you enjoyed this presentation. And if you should have any comment, any suggestion, please do not hesitate to contact me. And I invite you to visit our site, sluza.com. Please do take some time to subscribe to our podcast and also to our blog at peoplebranch.org. I hope you have a fantastic afternoon or evening, whichever it happened to be. Good day. The Sluza Podcast is brought to you in collaboration with the People Branch publication, which can be found on the People Branch website, located at peoplebranch.org. That's P-E-O-P-L-E-B-R-A-N-C-H dot org. That's peoplebranch.org website in which you will find a number of very interesting articles. My name is Mike Duchenne, MD for short. I hope you have a great afternoon or a great evening, whichever it happens to be. Hopefully, you can join me again next time for another interesting episode of this podcast. That That was Suza, live from New York. Good day. Good day.